Welcome to Queer Conversation with Australian writer and producer Hamish Downey. My name is Silke Bader. Hamish is an Australian LGBT filmmaker and producer based in Osaka, Japan. After teaming up with Paul Leeming and directing some music videos for world music diva Robin Loao, he made his first short film Silence, which did well on the festival circuit in Europe. Buoyed by that success, he ventured out to make his first feature film, Matcha and Vanilla, which reunites the creative team behind Silence. Hamish's debut feature film, Matcha and Vanilla, is a dramatic film shot around the city of Osaka with additional scenes shot in Los Angeles and voice work done in Arizona and Sydney. While providing social commentary on LGBT life in Japan, it also explores the universal themes of love, marriage, sexism, ageism and poverty. Despite a policy of womenomics and slowly changing attitudes to women in the workplace post-marriage and children, I still struggles against ageism and sexism in the workplace. Yuki faces the challenge of cancer without eye as they are in the closet and hospitals don't recognize same-sex couples as family. This film is the marriage equality debate in dramatic form. Welcome Hamish. I'm really, really glad to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Because you sent a press release through to us about your um, latest or your first debut um, uh, film, feature film that, that you right. and which we just seen the trailer of. And congratulations on this. This is um, looked really, really amazing and I can't wait to see it. And oh, thank you. Where do you think we can see it in Australia? Uh, so worldwide it's available on uh, a streaming platform called Gaga Ulala. Um, so G O G, oh, sorry, G A G A O O L A L A. So that Gaga is the gay gay, yep. Lala is the lesbian, uh, and the U is kind of everything together. I'm looking forward to watching it. So the topic itself is so important. It is looking at the trailer. What we can expect is um, two women who are together are in love. Mm. They um, are not out, and mm. one one of them uh, faces the battle with cancer and the the hurdles and the problems there are for um, for couples who are not recognized and mm. um, have to go through this journey. Tell us a little bit what the situation is like in Japan. Why did that? Uh, what motivated you to do this feature film? Well, Sure. I mean, it's sort of, you know, like, like I sort of mentioned pre-recording, like I was sort of planning to only be here for in Japan for a year. Um, but, you know, when, when I settled down and, you know, my uh, uh, I met my partner who's Japanese and then that, that that's when you sort of start learning a bit about some of the difficulties of... Uh, that, that you don't really realize until you're like right in the culture. So w w one of the biggest fears a lot of a lot of us have, like if you're dating a Japanese person or like two Japanese people dating each other, you know, in the LGBT community, is the fear of one of them getting sick, going to hospital, and then the 
because the family don't know you exist um, and the family sort of crowd around the person sometimes you know you, you'll you'll never you'll never know what happens to the person like if they pass away it's just like as soon as they enter the hospital system uh, it, it they they sort of they disappear so that that's kind of it, it, that that fear is always sort of at the back of your mind and actually because so we shot the film over the course of two years um so in between production i actually ended up with me getting sick um and i was hospitalized and that that's when i actually found out um there, there is sort of a way like when you're in a hospital um uh they, they they were pressuring me for a contact and mm -hmm. so um, i gave my partner as my contact like obviously i said he was my friend um and i think they have the we use it in the film the word key person they they use uh but they were pressuring me for a relative in japan that you know not a not a friend and uh that that was you know when you're you know hospitalized for a week the last thing you really want to deal with is you know this added stress on top of it so mm. i did actually get to experience that firsthand not just you know as, as a fear because like you know a lot, a lot of my films uh, are either like something i've experienced or in this case it was like the the my biggest fear how difficult it is to find actresses to play gay characters as and to, to start off with um, sure. how, how does that go with their family and their 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 career as as actresses as well moving forward sure um well in, in the case of um tomoko hayakawa so she plays yuki in the film um she she has essentially retired from acting um prior to the film um so she came out of retirement in order to do the film um because you know she 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 thought it was a, a you know good part at the, at, she basically said at her at her sort of stage she does wasn't getting a lot of good parts so for her it was a chance to do a good part and we've worked together quite a few times um uh, with kyoko kudos like she's obviously more in still in the industry she's working so there were certain restrictions that we had to abide by um with, which was more in terms of say like um so like nudity or something like that you know i I kind of went into the film thinking like maybe something like uh, Andrew Haig's like The Weeknd. I sort of wanted everything to be not gratuitous, but very natural, like sort of that sort of European sensibility. But as you know, they pointed out, you know, for for their careers in Japan, like if that that that's really more the issues that if you show nudity. Um, that that's that's it for your career basically you know you get pegged as something so um i, I think we managed to do something uh, 
very respectful in that sense because uh, you know I, I feel like that that's part of the story you know I wanted to uh, to, to show kind of from the beginning to the end how how the relationship progresses and um, you know I, I thought it was an important part but um, yeah it, it's you know but um, again I'm lucky enough that so I've worked with Kyoko and Tomoko many times so I think they were willing to take that risk with me um, because I have, you know, with American Piano, with Kyoko, and um, then with Silence, you know, it, the, those those short films did gather a few awards. So, um, you know, they decided to take that chance with me in this film. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, like like a lot of uh, industries, you know, if, if you're getting an actress of a certain age, there's not that many opportunities, so you know, for for good roles that are not just playing, you know, the happy mum. You know, it, I, I think they they jumped at it during the making of the film. You know, pre-COVID, there was starting to be that momentum towards marriage equality. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we are maybe twenty years behind, like it, we're. Like we're, we're starting, if you remember when England was getting those um, uh, like civil kind of licenses, we're sort of starting to get that here now where you can go to the city office and declare that your relationship exists, um, which, you know, gives you this sort of uh, rainbow card. But yeah. It doesn't really give you any rights so like you know like what my partner and I like we've kind of had this the, these discussions that are in the movie we've had them with each other was saying like you know I wanted to go and get one of them but my partner was like well it doesn't do anything so what's the point you know so because I mean there is that you know the the part of the island culture in Japan is that you know, because there there is that sort of feeling, like because there's a lot of natural disasters that no one wants to be the black sheep. Like everyone wants to be part of the group and not 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 disturb the group. So, you know, there is that feeling that maybe coming out and you know, it it all those sort of things are very kind of individualistic, I suppose. And yeah. so that that there's there's a lot of barriers like it's not just a societal barrier there's also that kind of mm. internal barrier as well you're, you're not a new filmmaker you've done short films and one one of the short films that's close to to my heart is silence um, which you did in 2015 mm. uh, about domestic violence it was not a topic that we could talk about anything that was that portrayed our community in a negative sense because exactly. all we wanted was equality yeah i mean i suppose i didn't really think about it until i started promoting it um you know it, it was sort of like you know when when i decided like up until that point i had never really made a 
LGBT film before. So when I thought, when I decided that, okay, I'm going to tackle this issue, uh, LGBT film, it was like, well, what kind of film do I want to make? Well, the story that I had in my heart is obviously something that I experienced myself and it's something that I wanted to share because it is, you know, for me, it's very therapeutic to, you know, like like Dolly Parton, you know, sing, writing a song about her tough childhood. You know, th there is something about putting it out there on film and uh, watching people make it, which is very, very confronting, but also very, very therapeutic. And then there's the hope that maybe you can help others. Um, um, so yeah, I, I, I knew it was a taboo, but I wanted to uh, to tackle it. And so we had, you know, we had made a, a short horror film in that location. And I thought you know, I would like, I wanted to go back to that, that ghost town to, to make this kind of a film because you know when when you are in that kind of a relationship and you know you do love each other and but because of the nature of the relationship the whole world is sort of crumbling around you and you're very isolated and I just thought that um, to be able to to show that situation I could you know I could do it and I could portray it you know, without words. And can people um, download it somewhere? Where? Uh, so it's available for streaming on uh, a number of platforms, including Gaga Ulala. So if you're touched by one of these films, please feel free to reach out to me. And on Facebook and Instagram, it's at Hamish Downey Writer. And on on uh, Twitter, it's at Hamish Downey. But you know. well, you're doing an amazing job, Hamish. The work oh. you do, and um, you know, they are all close to your heart. But such um, social issues that that are reality, mm. and I I trust that our our viewers they will enjoy your films. Fantastic. Well. Thank you, Hamish, for for the chat today. It was oh, really great to learn about what um, about Japanese culture um, and you know where where it stands for LGBTQI people in in Japan. Your your film you know explains a lot and puts things for me anyway in perspective here in Australia how far we have come. But mm. you know, so. Um, it's great that you do this work and, and make those issues visible. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on the, you know, the legendary Lesbians on the Loose. Like I, I you know, I grew up with it. I, I'm so happy that it's back and I'm, I, I'm so happy to, it's such a privilege to be here doing this interview. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Hamish. If you enjoy LGBTQI plus films, make sure to check out our comprehensive YouTube playlist on LGBTQI plus films or go to our website lotl.com where you will find our film section covering reviews on web series, films, classics, short films and more. My name is Silke Beider and thank you for your company.